Listening to the coffee hour. I'm Sarah Golzad. I'm Andy Bates. <laughs> Mics are a little hot there. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's uh, it's Wednesday. I don't know what the date is though. It's Wednesday. Wednesday. What what was your alliteration February for Wednesday? February twentieth. Wait till Wednesday. Wait till Wednesday. <laughs> but it is Wednesday. But it is now, Wednesday, so, so that wait. doesn't work anymore. We're, we're working Wednesday. This could take us all episode. Let's, <laughs> let's not. All right, let's not. But we have good stuff for today. We have really good stuff. Uh, a topic that I'm really excited to talk about. Uh, you actually have some experience. I do. Oh man, but you we can't have, see like, Facebook Live this one. That's true. Whoops. Well, next time. True, true. Yeah. See, you're, Andy I'm is doing signing. sign language back here, but back here, nobody knows. <laughs> nobody can see back you. In the, we're, we're actually in the recording studio. <laughs> we are in the recording so studio. The, that's why you can't see it on Facebook Live. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but that's okay. Uh, thanks to our underwriter, Concordia University of Wisconsin, for your support of the Coffee Hour. You can find out more about them at cuw.edu. Uh, what is it? Live, Live Uncommon. Uncommon. Their ad sounds really good. Just If you haven't listened to their ad, you should listen to their ad. But anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about today. Uh, we have Deaconess Heidi Sias with us in the studio uh, with Lutheran Friends of the Deaf, which is a Milneck family of organizations. Organization? Branch. Yeah. Branch. <laughs> yeah. Um, welcome, Deaconess Heidi. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me again. Yeah. Uh, so you are involved in uh, deaf ministry, obviously, with Lutheran Friends of the Deaf. And this is something that um, I think we've only talked about maybe once on the coffee hour, but it's... Um, it's a very uh, important thing for more people to know about mm-hmm. um, and understand that uh, knowing sign language and um, and doing ministry to the deaf it's not it's it's not just a, a simple one to one translation of of things is it it's it's there's a lot more that goes into into sign language and and, and all of that ministry yeah, American to the sign deaf. language is its own language it has its own grammatical structure so it's not a a one-to-one to English words uh, translation which a lot of people don't realize yeah I didn't realize yeah. that for a long yeah. time yeah, yeah. I the, the, and that's one of the reasons I, I really love uh, the language American sign language is because it is its own language and there's it's not just a language but there's a whole culture Oh yeah, too, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. What was your first um, connection to deaf culture, and how did you learn sign language and, and become a part of Lutheran Friends of the Deaf? Well, uh, boy, I had a friend that needed a language in college, and I had already graduated from college, and so she asked if I would tag along and take a community college class with her. So I said, sure. So <laughs> I picked it up kind of quickly, and I kind of enjoyed it, and then I learned about uh, the Church Interpreter Training Institute, which is uh, held in Fort Wayne at the seminary. And so I decided to go try to take that uh, course. And things have just evolved, and I've mm-hmm. just been involved in deaf ministry now for 20, almost 25 years now. Wow. And uh, so I just kind of have a, had a passion for bringing the gospel to, to deaf people, and, uh, you know, there's such a need for that. Um, so, and then Lutheran Friends of the Deaf, uh, back when I was at CIT, I met Pastor Tom Dunseth. And so we've been working together for a long time. Uh, through one of his other organizations in Michigan, and then he started working for Lutheran Friends of the Deaf and convinced them to uh, bring me on as a deaconess intern. So uh, we're we're a good team. We've worked together for many years. So. As you learned more about the 
the language, learn the culture, and then got involved in CITI, Church Interpreter Training Institute. Yeah. Tell me about your first time at, at CITI. Um, oh. Because you learned, <laughs> well, because you learned American Sign Language at a community college yep. in a secular setting, and now you're going into Church Interpreter Training Institute. Um, and we were talking about, you know, deaf culture being one thing, but now you're adding to that that culture, the church element as well. Was yeah. that was there a difference when you stepped into oh, CITI yeah. from your your um, language experience at the community college? Yeah, it's a huge difference. You know, they they never uh, in interpreter programs they don't teach anything about church signs. They might teach mm-hmm. a God, and that's about it. And uh, and there's even such a uh, unique signs for the Lutheran Church even um, from other you know Christian denominations. And so to learn all of those and to learn how that all works, you know, to to interpret as a team in a church setting or uh, all kinds of stuff. So it was it was very intimidating, especially because it was a four week program when I attended way back then. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so you're just immersed in it. And it was pretty awesome. And the more advanced students would help the beginner students. In fact, one of the advanced students at that time when I was a beginner, uh, she's one of the teachers for CITI now. So we're working together again. And she was a good mentor for me back then. And she is still now she's a nationally certified interpreter. So she's really good. So, yeah. Yeah. Talking about being immersed in uh, in church culture, when you're doing interpreting during a service or, or during, I don't know, a lecture or something, when you would have to use theological language or theological words and, and phrases, what is that? What is that like? Or um, uh, do, you, do you have a story or something from a time when when it, it, it was really uh, a, a great experience uh, seeing people uh, really understand uh, what you were what you were sharing with them? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a couple different uh, interesting stories from interpreting. I mean, I remember when I first started interpreting in front of the congregation, my legs would just shake. I was so <laughs> scared. And so I learned before I would interpret, I would just sit in the pew and say a prayer and remind myself, you know, why I'm doing this. You know, mm-hmm. I'm doing this to bring God's gospel to, to deaf people. And, and that really settled me down. Um, and then, you know, you just get a lot of people that would come talk to you afterwards. And it's kind of funny. You have to take some of it with a grain of salt because you'll have hearing people come up to you and tell you what a great job you did. And they have no idea what you did. You know, they don't know sign language. That was so beautiful. So you just, you know, wonderful. you just thank them, you know, of course. And uh, but, you know, yeah, the de- deaf people are just they're so patient. They're just so thankful when people want to learn their language and want to be a part of their language. And uh, they're also very honest with critique so if you've done something wrong they will be happy to tell you what you did wrong so that you can do it right next time and they're very kind about it but mm-hmm. the, the culture is just a very blunt culture so they'll they'll tell you if you did something <laughs> but there's no guessing like right no, no guessing about um whether i did something right or wrong it's i appreciate the honesty oh, yes. in, in deaf culture yeah me too yes i i like it a lot yeah and they i mean so helpful and that's why now the projects that we're working on it's so important that we have deaf involvement Mm -hmm. Um, so the meeting we just had in january in austin uh, the whole meeting was completely in sign language because they were all deaf with the exception of pastor dunseth and i and so the whole meeting is in sign language and you know it's important to get the deaf people involved and to be leaders and you know why should the hearing people be translating all this stuff into sign language it's their language and so you know we we work together because we have the theological training and they have the linguistic training and so it's just a good match Uh, and so that's why we're trying to really do some some of these liturgical texts that are static texts and trying to translate them in in an asl um you know into the language Mm -hmm. of asl Mm -hmm. Uh, what are some obstacles to 
the deaf being a part of our congregations and and or or for ministry reaching the deaf? What are the the obstacles? I know the statistics uh, in back in the '90s were pretty. Yeah, they still kind of use terrifying. those same yeah. statistics. Ninety-five to ninety-eight percent of of deaf people are unchurched, oh, and wow. uh, so it, it's a huge mission field. And, you know, they can't just go walk into a church and just go worship Mm -hmm. like we can. You know, we take that for granted. They can't do that. Um, You know, a lot of churches really try to to help them uh, in terms of, you know, they'll they'll somebody can point along in the hymnal what's going on. They can hand them a copy of the sermon. But it's not the same. You know, if they can't participate in the worship, it's just not the same. If they can't have a pastor speaking the words of absolution, you know, speaking the words of institution to them, then it's just, you know, they're not receiving God's gifts the same way that we are as hearing people. Yeah. So it's important to, you know, to bring that to them. Yeah. And as someone um, as someone who hasn't been into a church before and hasn't hasn't um, seen, heard the the uh, the our theology. And I think it, it might have been it was one of the, of the other times that we were talking about deaf ministry um, and just the concept of of grace and the concept of I don't know if it was baptism or mm-hmm. something that um, these are such foreign concepts to people. I mean, even even hearing speak, hearing, yeah, Andy's signing it. Uh, but it's it's something that that it it can be very hard for for a deaf person to understand. Is that is that a common thing? Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, and, and when you teach them signs like Andy just signed Grace, you know, they don't even know what that sign is if they've come from right. outside of the church world, right? Mm-hmm. So there has to be Bible studies to even explain what that sign is. And so there are religious signs, but you kind of have to be careful. You have to know your audience, your deaf audience. You know, do they even know what these signs are? Do I need to expound on that concept a little bit and uh, maybe miss the next thing just to, so that they understand what this word means? You know, it's kind of a, it's a tricky thing. It's because it's really hard to get every single thing in when there's these huge theological concepts and words that you're trying to express. Right. So that's what CITI is, is supposed to try to help the students mm-hmm. is to, to help them understand how to do that. Sure, sure. What are some um, some of the unique challenges uh, creating some of these uh, resources that, that you're creating with Lutheran Friends of the Deaf? Well, there's not a lot of uh, people in the Synod that are uh, theologically uh, trained that also have the sign language background. I mean, there are some, uh, but there's not a lot. And then same with the deaf community. You know, there's not a lot of people who are uh, th- have some theological training as well as then the linguistic training. So, you know, the people that we have used for this are all Lutherans. Uh, one of them is a deaconess. She's deaf and she's a deaconess in the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. Uh, one of them is the, the daughter of a pastor. So she grew up, you know, with theology. Her dad mm-hmm. is a pastor for the deaf. And uh, so, you know, that's why it's important to get those people involved. Um, but there's not a lot of us. Mm-hmm. So that makes it difficult. And then just the logistics of having a meeting all in sign language. You know, <laughs> I mean, who's talking? You know, you can only you have to be looking at the person talking. And so mm-hmm. somebody's signing over here. You know, I'm not going to see them if I'm concentrating on this person. And you can only watch one person at a time. And uh, it's, it takes a lot of energy, those meetings. <laughs> 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 but it's, it's a lot of fun. So. Good, good. Well, what are um, some of the materials that are currently available, uh, whether to individuals or congregations, um, in either starting or supporting uh, deaf ministry in their local congregation? 
Yeah, so we have um, on our website, we have uh, some of these resources. We have uh, Bible story books uh, for children and for schools and people use them for Sunday schools, that kind of thing. And the book has uh, a drawn figure of somebody signing. It has the English word. And then the book also comes with a DVD that has somebody signing the whole story. Uh, and that person is, is a deaf person. Uh, and then there's also uh, vocabulary within the v DVD and also a hymn at the end of the DVD uh, in sign language, language. So that's one of the resources that we have. Then we're working on this liturgy gloss, uh, which is going to gloss the text of the entire Lutheran service uh, book liturgy at the beginning of the hymnal. Um, we have essentially a first draft of the whole thing done, uh, but now we're having these meetings to check the American Sign Language um, and to eventually record all of this. Um, and so we're kind of in process. We have some of the services done, we have some recorded. Uh, some of them haven't even really been touched too much yet beyond the first draft. Um, so we're kind of in the midst of that. Um, there's a directory of deaf missions on our website where people can go uh, to find where are their churches that have uh, deaf ministry, either assigned service, so it's completely in sign language, or an interpreted service of a hearing a congregation. Um, so those uh, are on our website. We have different videos on our website with uh, the catechism and devotions. Um, you know, the Apostles' Creed is on there, the Lord's Prayer is on there. Um, and I've, I've just started doing some scripture videos, actually, to post on Facebook recently. Uh, I try to do those as much as I can. It's kind of a solo project. <laughs> um, but to try to get those out, and we usually social media is where we, we post those kinds of things. Uh, so those are kind of the things that are currently on our, our website. Well, you just opened a whole can of worms, and we're yeah. going uh -oh. to dig into that when we come back. You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. We are talking with our friend Deaconess Heidi Sias of Lutheran Friends of the Deaf. And just a little bit ago, Heidi, you mentioned uh, a, a plethora of resources available from Lutheran Friends of the Deaf. Mm -hmm. But one of them you mentioned was a gloss of the liturgy. Now, for most of us, <laughs> gloss is like semi-gloss or high-gloss paint is what we think of. Mm -hmm. um, what? Do, but those with a linguistics background might have a little bit more of an understanding of what you were talking about. So what is a gloss of yeah, the liturgy? I, I take these things for granted, uh, what they mean, because I've been working with it for so long. But, <laughs> so a gloss is, is a written form of what you're going to sign. Um, so it, you have usually you have the English text there, and then you have... Uh, in, or you have English words for the most part, although there are also different what they call classifiers. So there's symbols mm -hmm. uh, that show kind of what you should be signing. Uh, they might use arrows. They might use things about facial expressions. There's uh, different um, things that you put on the gloss to show what your face should be doing because that's a very important mm -hmm. part of the language. Um, so it's a written form. So because of that, it makes it kind of difficult to 
uh, just take that and know exactly what you need to sign because you're not seeing it. It's just words. And, uh, and a gloss is kind of a personal thing. Everybody makes notes, you know, differently, just like you'd take notes in a class differently, right? Mm -hmm. So that's why we're also working on recordings so that people can actually see uh, what that means. But we use the gloss at CITI in the classes, and, uh, and then we show them what this means, and then they can make their own notes. But it, it's, it makes it an easier way to distribute to people. So it's a written form, basically, of the translation. So when you were talking about facial expression... <laughs> You keep signing. Sorry. When you're talking about <laughs> facial expression, for, well, let's let's use an example from the liturgy where facial expression is going to make a difference. Um, what about the Lord's Supper? Eyebrows up, eyebrows down. It's going to change the the what it means, right? Yeah, I mean the eyebrows up, eyebrows down. It yeah, eyebrows up is like a yes or no question. Mm -hmm. Eyebrows down is a, a wh question. Eyebrows up can also. Um, tell you what the topic is, and then you're going to now comment on that topic. Mm -hmm. So there's there's rhetorical questions. You know, there's all different kinds of uh, facial expression things that are very important for the language. Yeah. So that can really just change oh, the yeah. whole meaning of something. Yeah. Just facial expression yeah. alone. Yeah, and and just having a blank facial expression is not good either. You know, mm -hmm. so that's why a gloss can be kind of a hindrance because you're so focused on the gloss <laughs> that you're not thinking about what you should be doing. You're just reading the gloss and trying to get the signs out. So we try to encourage people, you know, the gloss is good for training, but if for, especially for the liturgy when it's a static text, you know, you should be learning this, you know, from memory and eventually you get rid of the gloss. Uh, so you don't need it anymore. So you can, eye contact is also very important uh, in that language. So you should be having eye contact with the people in the congregation. Uh, so we're trying to, you know, we're trying to establish a consistency in the, in the language, um, or I'm um, sorry, in the liturgy, because mm -hmm. hearing people get that right, you know, you can go into a church and you can just say things from memory. Mm -hmm. um, but mm -hmm. deaf people, they go into a church and it's kind of done a little bit differently every place they go. I mean, even the Lord's Prayer, you know, there's just little slight nuances in how people do it. And that tends to be a habit. So they stick to it. So, you know, we're not looking to change everybody the way everybody's doing that. that they've done, been doing forever. But um, we do want some of the other liturgies to have some consistent text so that they can, you know, know what they're going to expect. So. This is so fascinating. You guys are like signing to each other and I'm just <laughs> sitting here learning stuff. It's great. <laughs> it's awesome. So like, so when, when, uh, I don't know, when I was at Concordia um, and there would be someone signing uh, during a worship service and they would have a, uh, a music stand, it, would, would they have had a gloss next to them? Probably. Uh, most, yeah, most students <laughs> and they get a scripture text or a hymn or whatever was assigned to them, mm -hmm. you know, they're going to write out what yeah. they're what they're wanting to sign. Usually, <laughs> I mean, sometimes sometimes people just go from the English, but it's really hard to do straight from the English. You know, there's no passive voice in American Sign Language. So you got to think in your head, how am I going to switch this around, you know, to make sense? Otherwise, the wrong person is doing the acting. So okay. it's there's a lot to this language. Yeah. <laughs> so so just so um doing doing the translation when someone is just like doing a extemporaneous that's that's really challenging cold interpreting then. is challenging yeah i don't oh. even do a lot of cold interpreting anymore because it you, you got to train your brain uh, and i was wow. out of it for so long when when my husband was a pastor in montana that my brain kind of stopped working that way yeah. so i i'd like to get back into that if i can if i'm not too old but yeah i mean it's hard your brain's got to work in a certain way and you're always kind of behind because you yeah. got to wait and see what the pastor is going to say next mm -hmm. because you know you have to know the whole context before you sign something yeah yeah, yeah. so a uh, shout out to all of you uh, asl translators right that is That's awesome right. 
<laughs> so, so you have uh, the gloss um, is done for the liturgy for Divine Service 3? Divine Service 3 uh, is done. That's the one we were working on the recordings for when we were down in Austin, Texas. And uh, it was kind of a neat uh, setup because uh, so we had monitors that we were watching. The person signing is the, is the deaconess uh, that is deaf. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we were watching the monitor where she was signing. Uh, we had the cameraman who was also a deaf, uh, he was president of the congregation of the deaf church down there. And then she was signing and she was watching two monitors because she didn't want to be looking at a gloss. She mm -hmm. wanted to be having eye contact with the, with the camera. So she signed, uh, she recorded herself signing and then they put that up on monitors so she could watch herself signing and copy it because you can't possibly like memorize all as much stuff as we had her signing. And uh, so it was really a cool setup. I was really impressed. They've done it in the past. They've done it kind of with cue cards with a gloss, um, but she didn't want to be trying to focus on that. She wanted to focus on, you know, the signs. And uh, so it worked out really well, but it took a lot of monitors. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of screens everywhere. That's right. <laughs> So working on the liturgy, and then you you, you mentioned a, a whole plethora of, of other resources. What is the website you mentioned earlier that these resources are on? It's really easy, LutheranFriendsOfTheDeaf.org. Uh, so, yeah, it's really easy. We have information about the Church Interpreter Training Institute there, which will be this summer, June 13 to 16 in Fort Wayne. Uh, we're also trying to start doing those regionally. Um, the Bible storybooks are there. The directory is there. The, there's videos there, which we're trying to add more and more videos um, eventually we'd get, like to get a religious sign dictionary because mm. so many of the Lutheran signs are unique. Uh, yeah. we'd also, uh, we're also trying to do a weekly devotion, a video. Um, so the, the deaf people that we work with, boy, they are passionate, you know, mm. they have all kinds of ideas. Mm -hmm. uh, so now, you know, it's the staff that's, you know, we don't have a lot of staff. And so we're trying to do as many projects as we can. We have a new Bible story book that's going to be coming out here very soon. I just did one more edit on it and it's getting really close. Um, that's going to be a children's prayer book. Uh, so that one, so those are continually coming out. I think we have seven of them on the website right now, and there's two mm. in the pipe pipeline right now. And uh, so we're, we're trying to get more resources out. You mentioned Church, Inter Church Interpreter Training Institute uh, coming up this summer at Concordia Theological Seminary in Fort Wayne and maybe some regional ones as mm -hmm. well. Who could attend CITI? Who, who's a good candidate for that? Anyone can attend CITI. We take <laughs> anywhere from somebody who's a beginner that doesn't really know uh, sign language at all. Um, we actually have a deaf teacher for that class. My first teacher in ASL was deaf, and he was excellent. It's the best person to learn from. Um, and then we had all the way up to a certified interpreter last year, you know. So we try, we try well, excuse me, we really try to gauge, you know, and make it um, for each person what their needs are, you know. So as someone who's a in certified interpreter, she really needs help with how do you translate theology? How do you translate scripture? How do you translate, you know, worship? Those kinds of things. Um, and so we really try to tailor it to, to the unique needs. What do people come out of the, the CITI uh, knowing, or what are, what are kind of some of the things that, that people can, can learn? We, we do um, religious signs. We teach a lot of the Lutheran signs. We teach the signing, the liturgy, uh, interpreting scripture, interpreting sermons. We even do some linguistic things to really uh, see, you know, are you doing more signed English or are you doing more American Sign Language? And so, you know, they'll do different stories in that where they have to interpret 
stories and uh, really try to work on their body language, their facial expression. We also have a class just on that uh, with, taught by Professor Concordia Ann Arbor, uh, where he teaches body language and facial expression <laughs> to really get you know those parts, because it's so important to the language. You know, you can't just use your hands. And uh, so I'm trying to think what other classes we, and then we always have a Bible study. We start the day with a Bible study so that, that you know, they can, because really they're theologians. They have mm -hmm. to be theologians to be able to interpret it, right? And uh, so each, each year we have a professor from the seminary teach a Bible study. This year it's going to be Dr. Fikincher. Wow. So, yeah. Man, I want to go now. <laughs> um, one more thing. Well, I don't know about one more. Um, another thing that, that I want to touch on is is the printed materials. That's something that I, I just hadn't realized would be something necessary because it's, it's – it, you know, it's it's a book, but it's it's you still have to have that the translation in it for um, to to understand what's actually happening. Yeah, do you mean the? Are you talking about the gloss or no? The or the, the Bible story books. The Bible story books. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's really good for uh, for kids. And we also had the pictures that are drawn in there were drawn yeah. just for our books. Uh, so yeah, you have a lot of different things in there, and you can use it anywhere from you know someone who doesn't really understand English, and English is their second language, mm -hmm. uh, to you know kids. I mean, it's just it covers kind of the whole gamut, and we have uh, all different kinds of stories: Christmas, Easter, um, Noah, Moses. You know, there's just you can go look on the website, but there's seven yeah, of them there. Yeah, that's really cool. Do you find yourself uh, as you've learned to interpret? Um, just really being more of a storyteller when you know even when just reading children's books and things like that, that yeah, you find yourself like a little bit yeah. facial expression even just reading a you know yeah all out in english and the sign language I, yes. I i find myself especially coming off a meeting like we had in austin you know i'll come home and i'll be signing to john and he's like okay yeah i don't get that but okay you know he's starting to understand more i keep sure. trying to convince him how important it would be to be able to sign together you know because you can talk across the room you know there are yeah <laughs> there are some but, fantastic uh, sign language programs here in st louis yeah we could study yep. well we are we, we're out of time Deaconess Heidi Sias with Lutheran Friends of the Deaf, uh, a Milneck organization, and the website again, Lutheran Friends of Lutheran the Deaf. Lutheran Friends of the Deaf.org. Very good. Easy enough. Lots of resources there. Thank you so much for being our guest hey, on the coffee hour. Thanks for The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere.